Welcome, fellow adventurers, to a realm where imagination knows no bound, and creativity reigns supreme. I am your guide through this whimsical journey. My name is CosplayDude637. Gather round. It's time to embark on an enchanting odyssey known as Storytime with CosplayDude637. Well, welcome back, everybody. I know this episode is way overdue. I, um, I got sick with the flu, so I have not been able to do as much as I wanted to do. So, let's kick off this episode of Storytime with Cosplay Dude 637 with Sword Art Online Dark Forest, Chapter 8. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, there's some shocking revelations that actually happen in this chapter, and you meet some characters that may or may not be important down the line. So, I hope you enjoy. Let's go check it out. Never right for the hero type of role I admit it With my heart shivering in fear I can see today's reflected in each past year Even so, he has been calling the heavens to me But I cannot hide all the emptiness inside my fleeting heart Once in my dreams I rose hands on No matter how I'm knocked around or beat and down I will stand up restored All of my love has yet to
at all Until the day I'll keep screaming your name Once in my dreams I rose head far No matter how I'm knocked around or beat and down I will stand up restored All of my love has yet to Chapter 8. Ambrosia Today's adventure starts in the real world in the room of Asuna. She is tearing her room apart searching for something. She has papers thrown all over her bed and desk, and her floor was covered with clothing. Where is it? She shouts just as her mother walks into her room with her arms crossed. What are you doing young lady? Have you seen my passport? Asuna asks, not looking at her mom. Yes, why? I need it for my trip. Asuna snaps turning to glare at her mom, you're still going with that boy to France? And then what? Then we are moving in together. And if I tell you no? You can't stop me mom, I am 19. If you leave this house I will cut you off. That's fine with me mom, I am going to be with the man I love and the child we have been trying to get. Child what do you mean your child? Asuna's mother's face went ghost white. I stand in the center of a cave deep in Spriggan territory, Excalibur in my right hand and Dragonfang in my left. In front of me is a four-headed troll, its health bar was in the red. I smirk and run in for one last attack. I bring up my right hand and block the troll's club, and with my left I plunge it into the heart of the monster. It stumbles back in shock and bursts into pixels. The congratulations screen pops up in front of me. Letting out a sigh of relief, I sheath my swords. Man, that was a pain in the... I spin around to find a group of Spriggan players with their weapons drawn, all ready to attack me. Hey you listener. Do you like myths and legends? Well, welcome to Myth Talk, the podcast that unravels the mysteries of myths and legends. Join us on an epic journey through ancient tales, folklore, and the captivating stories that have shaped culture. From gods and goddesses to mythological creatures, Myth Talk brings the magic to your ears. Dive into the realms of imagination with us. Asunu had went over to Kirito and Suguha's house after the fight with her mom once she learned from their mom that they are both logged in. She laid down next to Kirito in his room and logged herself in. Link start. Once in game she used her friend menu to see that Lifa was in Swilvane. However Kirito was deep in Sprigon territory. She really needed to talk to him and there was no time like the present. She let her wings form and was gone in a shot. 
It did not take her long to get to the cave that Kirito location marker was showing. As she landed she could hear voices shouting and none of them sounded like Kirito's. Slowly she creeped into the cave and stayed in the cover of darkness. Not an easy thing for an undine like her to do but somehow she was able to go unseen. Where is it man? A spriggon male asks. Don't know what you're talking about. Kirito answers. From where Asunu was standing she could see that all the other spriggon had their weapons drawn and were poised to attack Kirito. Kirito on the other hand did not have his swords out and was standing with his normal bravado. Cut the crap we know you're after it. Snaps a female spriggon. After what? Asunu thought to herself. Really I was just in the cave grinding for EXP, Kirito says with a smirk. As one of the highest level players in this game that is one thing he did not need to do. Frag this, one of the spriggon men fired an arrow right at Kirito's head. Without thinking, Asunu drew her rapier and rushed past the other and cut the arrow in half. I knew Asuna was there the whole time, and I was hoping she would stay in the shadows, but when that arrow flew straight at me, she just reacted and cut the darn thing in half. Asuna! Sorry, I did not think. I just knew I had to save you. You know, leftover from the old days. She replied a little sheepish. What is an Undine doing in our territory? The only female Spriggan asks. Who cares? Kill them both so we can get the app. I cut the Spriggan man in half with a blink of an eye. The other Spriggans jumped back. I made quick work of them. Till all that was left was a small group of black and blue flames. Come on, we need to go, I shout, grabbing Asuna's hand. We run out of the cave and before I would even let her talk, I pulled her into the air and we flew all the way to Swellvane, where Alifa was waiting for me by the teleport gate. Klein not here yet? But right as I said it, he appeared in the teleport gate. So, how did it go? He asks. Would someone please tell me what is happening and why my husband just PK'd a whole group of Spriggan players? Asuna demands. You did what? Leafa says in total shock. Not here. We need to get to the cabin, I reply and guide Asuna and Leafa to the platform of the gate. Eincrad, Coral Valley, I say, and we all teleport to floor 22 of New Eincrad. From the village, we all fly at top speed to the cabin. Once in the cabin, I let out a sigh of relief and Yui pops out of my pocket. We weren't followed, Dad. Thanks, Yui. I say, rubbing her little face with my pointer finger. So, did you find it? Leafa asks. Come on, sis. This is me you're talking to. I pull a small red and gold box out of my inventory window. Like there was ever any doubt, I smirk. So, in this little box is what every race is after right now. Leafa asks. So, it's in there? Clyde added, and I nodded. What is? Asuna asks, stomping her feet. I slowly open the box and show a single golden apple. So, that's the food of the gods, Ambrosia. Leafa says. This is the one and only here on Alfheim. I close the box and put it back in my inventory. I still don't see what the big deal is with it. Leafa inquires. From what I got out of Argo, if one of the race leaders eat this apple, their whole race gets the powers of the gods. Dog, no way, that's way too OP, Klein says. Hold on, do they get the powers for the rest of the game? Leafa adds. It only lasts a week, but the apple only spawns once a year once it is used, I explain. 
So, what happens if a single player or group leader eats it? Asuna asked. I don't know. Do you, Yui? I look over at my little pixie daughter who is standing on Lipa's shoulders. No, Daddy, I don't. The big question here is, what are you going to do with it, Kiri Dog? Klein asks, looking at me with a very pensive face. I was just going to keep it in my inventory, I shrug. Are you crazy? That's going to put a huge target right on your back, Khalifa shouts. This item is way too powerful for any one race to have, I replied. I am right there with you, but there is no way you can fight off every player that is going to come for that item, Leafa says, crossing her arms. Kiri Dog, you are good, man. Maybe even the best there is, but no way you can fight them all, Klein says. Let alone your wife, Leafa adds. I look over at Asuna, who was sitting on the love seat. What does Asuna have to do with this? Shared inventory, remember? Leafa retorts. Crap, well then what is your guys' great idea to keep this out of other players' hands, I ask, looking at them all. Yuri turns back to her normal size and sits on Asuna's lap. Can we keep it here? I mean, it's an Alfheim item, and this is technically Eimcrad, Asuna asks. Hey, hey that's, that's a good, a good idea. idea, Klein and Leafa say together. Yui, would that work, I ask? For a time, yes, but once the players know it's been found, the hunt for the player with it will start all over again, Yui says. So it's a great start of a plan, but we need a more lasting idea, I reply. Slowly, Asuna stands up and walks over to the fruit bowl on the table and picks up a single red apple. Let's make a copy. A decoy. That's a great idea, Leafa says. Okay, two questions. How do we do it, and what happens when someone finds it and it does not work as foretold? Klein asks. Yui, could you do it? And as for the not working part, I would bet most players would just think the item was glitched and post that it's a dead-end quest, I explain. Yes, Daddy, I think I can. It would take a lot of my energy, but I should be able to make a copy of the apple. Yui walks over, taking the apple out of Asuna's hand. It starts to glow with lines of code beginning to swirl around it. A few seconds later, the once red apple is now a copy of the golden apple. Nice work, honey. Alright, here's the plan. I will take the apple back to the cave and put it back where I found it. Then we just leak the location on the net and let the rest happen. I take the apple from Yui as I am pulling the other one out of my inventory. I place the fake in the box. I hand the real gold apple to Asuna. You know where to put it. Asuna nods and walks away. After she comes back into the living room, we all head for the cave. Asuna, Yui, and I entered the cave. Klein and Leafa stayed outside to keep guard. The whole time I had the feeling we were being watched. Once we got to where the apple was hidden... I knew 100% there was someone there. Quickly, I drew Excalibur and spun around to find a very shocked Argo standing there. Well there, it's just little me, Argo said, holding her hands in the air. What are you doing here, Argo? Asuna asked, her hand resting on her sword hilt. I heard Kirto was looking for the apple, so I wanted to see if I could help. You heard I was? I asked, giving Asuna a side glance. Damn! Do you have the apple or not? Argo snapped. That was the clincher. I knew this was not my friend Argo. I quickly drew my other sword and so did Asuna. 
Who are you? I guess you saw right through me. Slowly, Argo turned into a tall male Spriggan with purple lines under his eyes. His robes looked to be some kind of high-class player. A scythe was on his back. It was all black with a strange skull carved into the top side of it with glowing red eyes. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. How about now? I'm, I'm hearing you. How about now? Can you hear me now? Jesus Christ! Get off the damn phone! Are you looking for reliable cell service for your morpher? Check out Cranston Wireless. Cranston Wireless helped me in a bind. Morphing and dropping baddies. I was once on the moon and got cell service from Cranston Wireless. It was amazing. I could morph on the moon. I can send text to my sister in KO35. I was underwater and Cranston Wireless still had service. I was on an intergalactic spaceship and I could still text my mom at home and she wanted to know why I wasn't married. And we also have age restrictions for little boy god kings. Cranston Wireless saved my marriage. Call today, 888-885-5553. Here are the prices for Cranston Wireless. Affordability has never been so cheap, and the morphing grid will always be on your side. This advertisement was sponsored by Zordon and Alpha's Helmet Cream. Outside the cave Klein stands guard and Leafa is flying overhead keeping a lookout. Klein we got incoming. What do you see, beautiful? Looks like two squads. One Sprigon and one Salamander. Oh man, this is going to get ugly fast. I got a squad of Undine heading from the north. Leafa drops down landing next to Klein and draws her sword. I hope they hurry up. Klein draws Mjolnir, me too honey me too. I will ask you one more time. Who are you? I glared at the Spriggan. The Spriggan male smirked at me and, and slowly drew his scythe. I am shocked. You don't know. The great Spriggan Kirito doesn't even know the leader of his own race. Yui pops out of my pocket. Mommy, Daddy, that is Jericho, the Death Scythe Master. Jericho gives a little bow and smiles evilly. Your pixie is right, and as such, I command you give me the golden apple. Now, you see, that's not gonna work for me, I say with a smirk. You dare to defy your leader? Jericho barks. <laughs> I'm a mercenary. I don't answer to any leader, I say, and swing down my sword in a shining arc. Quickly, Asuna moves behind Jericho and attacks him with quick slashes. Jericho quickly blocks our attacks. He quickly swings out a strike of his own. I was able to block it with an X formation of my blades. This lets Asuna attack with five more lightning strike flashes. Jericho jumps back and looks down at the now red spots on his chest. I would expect nothing less from the black swordsman in the lightning flash. Jericho smirks. What did you just say? Asuna stammers. Oh, don't worry. I'm not a survivor like you. I just know a lot. Asuna Yuki and Kazuto Kiragaya. 
My eyes widen, and I look over at Asuna. She also looked shocked. I'm going to make this simple. Hand over the apple, or your real names are going to get leaked to the public. I'm guessing there are a lot of players that would just love to find out where the two of you live. Asuna lowers her swords and looks over at me and nods. I open my inventory and pull out the box and slowly hand it to Jericho. There you go. You got what you wanted. I snap. Oh, one last thing. I banish you, Kirito. You are no longer welcome in Spriggan territory. Jericho orders and clicks something on his screen. And Nobuyuki says hi. He turns and flies out at full speed. Are you looking for a new holiday destination? Then look no further than Rain- Hello, listener. I apologize for butting in. But everything happens for a reason. Like a well-thought-out plan. Like a precise chess move. And I, William Cranston, love a precise chess move. A well-thought-out plan. I have a well-thought-out plan, like a perfect chess match. My plan revolves around the Power Rangers Future Foundation, and you can hear about my well-thought-out plan, my precise chess moves, in the tale of the Power Rangers Future Foundation, only found on the Tiger Tales YouTube channel. Come take a listen, and find out what my plan is. Ranger Travels is not responsible for destruction of property while on your holiday. If there is a monster attack, Rangers will respond. T's and C's apply. Outside, the four tribes have converged on the cave and were all standing ready to attack. Leafa and Klein stood back to back. Hun, I don't think we can hold them off. Klein says looking over his shoulder at Leafa. Just then a message pops up and Leafa smiles as Jericho flies out of the cave. He has the apple. Leafa shouts and points at Jericho. He growls at her and takes off even faster, the Spriggan army joining him. The other tribes start to fly after him and an all-out war starts. As Kirito and Asunu slowly walk out of the cave with huge smiles. Welp, I think it's time we head home. Kirito says, looking at his friends. As I look over at my friends and family, I just smile. They fell for everything we planned. Getting banned from the Spriggan territory sucks, but I was never really in this game for one race. Plus, a race that has anything to do with that madman Nabayuki, I want nothing to do with. After we get back to the cabin on floor 22, we all decide to log out. Asuna had something she needed to talk to me about IRL, and Klein was late for a shift. As I open my eyes, I see my bedroom ceiling. Then I come aware that there is somebody laying next to me. I roll over and look right into the eyes of my one true love, Asuna. I sit up and pull off my headgear. Babe, what are you doing here? I ask. She slowly pulls off her headgear and half smiles at me. 
then looks over at the bedroom door. My eyes follow her where I see five large suitcases. I look back at her as she starts to cry. My mom kicked me out, she sobs. What? Why? I ask, pulling her into my arms. She doesn't want me to be with you. And I told her about Yui. She answers between cries. But she can't just kick you out. What did your dad say? He went along with my mom, saying she was right. We are too young to live together and have a child. I guess so, but we have been together for so long now, and Yui has been with us the whole time. They don't count our online time as a couple together. Asu, you know I would never let anything bad happen to you. I never wanted to see you in pain, so if you want to, I say, but she quickly puts her finger over my lips. No, Kirito. I will never leave you. I want to be with you and Yui. And nothing, nor no one, will stop me. I look into Asuna's eyes, and even though they had tears in them, I saw all the love she had for me. I softly kiss her lips and smile at her. I guess I can tell you this now, then. I have an apartment all set up for us. Me and you and Yui. Mom and Klein and Sugu helped me get it set up. I was going to surprise you when we got back with Yui. Asuna's eyes light up and she smiles. Let's go get our girl. Then go home. She leans in and kisses me softly, throwing her arms around my neck. This podcast is a production of the Three Ranger Bros Studios, in association with Zio to Hero the Podcast. Thank you all for listening to that story. I hope you enjoyed it. Just a reminder that all my fanfictions are just that, fanfictions, and does not mean to infringe on the mainstream continuity that it's from. Now, I'd like to take a little bit of time to thank all those that support me. First off, you have the Three Ranger Bros Studio, which consists of myself, Cosplay Dude 637 my Parabatai and dear friend, Ty Tiger, with all his YouTube channels, Tiger Tales, and his new podcast, the Tiger Nexus Podcast... Then, of course, last, but definitely not least, we have Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger, with his podcast, Nerds Through Comics. And then there's the guys at Zero to Hero, the podcast. Jim and Billy, the bulk and skull of podcasting. Anything nerdy you think you have ever talked about, I guarantee they have an episode about it. So, definitely, go check them out. Then, we have Jared over on If You Give a Dad a Podcast. An amazing guy, a dad like myself, that just loves talking to nerdy people about every subject. So definitely go give him a listen also. Then there's Jacob, a.k.a. The Iron Avenger, on TikTok and Instagram. We also have to give a shout-out to Ben, the Baker Ranger. And last but not least, there is Tony, our good friend. And an honorable mention to the late, great Rebel Ranger, Sam. We love you, we miss you. Every person I just mentioned is a member of the Zeo to Hero Network. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of time to mention some of the friends of the Zero to Hero Network. First off, we have Casey from the Mighty Morphin Conspiracy Theories, Justin, a.k.a. A-Crown, from the Author's Crown YouTube channel, Johnson of Western Strike, Rob, a.k.a. Lightning Collector 2021, James, better known as Beauty underscore Baba Yaga, 
Justin the Green Spartan Ranger, and Michael and Nathan of the Power Trip. Everyone I just named it has been a huge supporter to me and my podcast, and if you can, go give them a follow. It would mean the world to me. Thanks a lot. Until next time, guys. Later days.